Welcome to Light Warrior Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Can, author of the number one best-selling book, Sensitivity is Your Superpower, How to Harness Your Gifts, Fulfill Your Purpose, and Create a Life of Joy. And I would love to give you my free gift, the Sensitive Soul Empowerment Guide, through ways of navigating your way to more peace, positivity, and personal power. And you can get that at sensitivesoulguide.com. That's completely free sensitivesoulguide.com and uh, there after you get your download you'll actually be invited to come to my light medicine community yes we have a new community relatively new anyway um, on circle it's a beautiful app and it's sort of like Facebook without all the censorship <laughs> and uh, we, we have a lot of fun there um, we can now even live stream in there we have free events we have a monthly mini healing so uh, if you are a sensitive soul and you're looking for a place to come home to we are here for you at the light medicine community community. So it all begins by uh, getting my free gift, sensitivesoulguide.com. Now today I have the beautiful opportunity to interview Elena Chapman and we are going to be talking about your soul and kind of like living from that place, you know, living from your soul and what, uh, you know, infinite possibilities and bliss and how to do that because a lot of people are kind of living day to day just like, what do I got to do today? Like, how do I survive, right? But what is it like to actually live from your soul like is that even possible so what if what if you know what if we didn't have to necessarily live from the the, the moment to moment to moment negative emotions or reactions that you know many of us are familiar with we grew up around it we are conditioned by the others that did that as well so we're going to explore these questions today on light warrior radio with uh elena chapman uh, she's a two-time international best-selling author and a spiritual teacher and speaker and um she is all about soul wisdom and your growth. She's known for her joyful nature, vivacious personality, and she worked her magic by meaningfully integrating the wisdom of age-old mystical spiritual modalities with scientific research. Folks that know me know I love that. <laughs> to bring clarity, ease, flow, and positive lasting growth to those seeking to better understand their place in a world that often seems out of touch and definitely overwhelming. So without further ado, welcome, Elena. Great to have you here. Hello, Dr. Karen. It's so wonderful to be here. I'm so happy. Yay! Yay! yay. <laughs> we I know we had a little we had a, gl- a little glitch the other month, some technical glitches, and uh, we we yeah. didn't have that uh, show go on live. But uh, we are here today, and so that's all that matters. And so again, oh. welcome. <laughs> thank you. I'm glad to be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, thank we'll you for the wonderful about you. introduction. Oh, my pleasure. Uh-huh. Tell us about your story. Okay, so my story. uh, Number one, I was always an unconscious competent. And when I was very young, I was extremely spiritual. I mean, we're talking three on. And uh, when I was seven, I was, (laughs) you're going to love this, I played hooky from school. Imagine that. And I was, uh, yeah, oh yeah, I did it a lot. And I was, I, I, I was playing like I was sick, so I was in my room playing, of course, and then all of a sudden, an angel, or at that time, I thought it was an angel, and said, you have the gift, and it is time for you to activate it. It is, um, you are going to help lost souls into the light. Mm. And I thought, okay, whatever, right? Well, then lost souls started to come to me. Those are souls that did not go to the light for whatever reason, usually fear that they're going to be judged. Right. But there are other reasons too. And, and they come to me. To this day, they come to me. Mm. But I, was, um, I kept my spirituality very quiet after that because when I told my mom, she said she took me to the priest because we were oh. Catholic. Oh, oh, is right. Because he said that little girl has a very wild imagination that needs to be tamed and that's where I knew I wanted to play more hooky from school good for you good for you I would have been just so fearful I would have just done whatever they said oh I, I was an interesting child I was very um, brave in a lot of ways that mm. probably shouldn't have been brave I was very I didn't let adults push me around I don't wow. know where I got that And uh, it caused a lot of problems, but I just didn't see the point. It wasn't like I was trying to be defiant. I just didn't think they knew as much as they said they did. It was really weird. 
Oh my God, so you're anyway. acting like an indigo. <laughs> That's what they're like. They're like bucking the system because they're like, doesn't make sense. So why should I do right. it? Right, right. And that's really how I felt. And I had my mom very worried. Needless to say, our house was always haunted. But anyway, I <laughs> went along with my life like this. And, and I just kind of did my own thing. And I had lots of friends, but not, you know, but I was never of it. Or I wasn't in it. I was always of it, but I wasn't in it. And I mm. loved everybody. And that's how I lived my life for a long time. And then when uh, I was older, I got a degree in music, and I loved it, and I was enjoying it. Father was terribly worried, wanted me to get married to a person that he felt was right. Oh, um, that was not a good thing for me. I don't think that was the road I was supposed to take, except I have three beautiful boys. I would never change that. However, the restrictions in that marriage and what I was supposed to do, and who I was supposed to be. And it was very much strict. Um, mm. They had, uh, I was married for a reason. You mm. don't even know that this is like, um, this sounds like 18th century, doesn't it? And well, the rebel in you actually still said yes. So that's interesting. No, I, not totally. I mean, oh, my okay. father really pushed it. And, and I was a daddy's girl in so many ways. Oh. And I felt that he was, he was so sincere in saying, you really do need to m marry because, you know, it's time for children and you're getting older. I didn't marry until I was pretty, you know, it was getting to the time it was going to be harder to have children. Hmm. And so, um, so I did get married, and I thought I could still do everything I wanted, but that was not the case. And mm. it, taught me, it, it tossed me into a world which most people would think was glamorous and fun to sit by the pool and I'll do all, nothing and have mm -hmm. everything taken care of. You know, it was really um, very boring, very catty, very um, <laughs> restrictive. Yes, most people were like, oh, 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 can you be me into that life, please? <laughs> yeah, no, you don't want to be in that life. Okay. And, and very just um, rudimentary, very just, it was a, a awful. And mm. I found that um, I started trying, I, uh, one day I was driving and I thought, oh my gosh, the magic's gone. Where's oh. my life? Where's, where's, my, where's, my, where's my life where I just manifested everything at a drop of a hat? Where's my mm. life where I had... Um, animals that just came up to me where's my life where i just walked on a rainbow basically mm. where is it and i then decided i had to get it back and that did cause a very bad divorce okay. <laughs> yep then they're done that that little mm -hmm. desire yep that little desire of mine and, <laughs> and the happier i got the sadder he got Aww. And uh, it was a long, arduous, very hard divorce that very few people go through, unfortunately. But I think I was always meant to go through that because okay. I learned the um, I learned a very valuable lesson that I actually wrote my first book. You can't escape from a prison if you don't know you're in one. And um, I Pretty wrote tired. about illusion, illusion, and I learned that you can be tossed into an illusion that can have you have a nervous breakdown, that you, if you allow others to toss you into an illusion, because life is all illusion, mm -hmm. if you get tossed into an illusion where someone makes it so that you cannot trust yourself, you can't yep. trust your instincts, you can't trust your world, you can't trust your friends, you can't trust your neighbors, you can't trust the officials, you can't trust anybody, what do you do? And you become paranoid, or you can. Yeah, yeah. And you can go crazy because stuff keeps happening and you have nowhere to turn. So what do you do? You figure out another way to change this illusion, or you end up having a nervous breakdown, which many women do. Mm -hmm. And I um, chose, I chose, I just, I didn't even know I was really doing it at the time, but I decided I didn't want my kids to, to deal with this. And so I sat down one night and I just wrote down five things that I want them to remember about family. Mm. Things like they can always come home, that a family is always a support system, you know, all these wonderful things. And then I started to create it. 
And mm-hmm. I made that my focus. Okay. And I did things with my kids, built a strong family, just the four of us and, and the dogs and the cats. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you, yeah, so you wrote this build. after your divorce or during? No, or? this was during. This was oh, during. Okay. And then when things would pop up and some things were really awful, I would deal with them, but not in the same way. The fear was gone because mm. that wasn't the world I was living in. Right. I was living in the world where my kids were, I was creating a world of safety for all of us. And I was building a world of, of future with all of us. Mm. Where were we going to live? What were we going to do? You know, mm-hmm. we'd have fun looking for homes together. We would have fun looking for, um, I don't know, just everything, just doing things, getting out into nature having pizza parties under blankets and chairs, Uh having, you know, if they're putting things in their notebook saying, you are such an awesome kid, you're going to do well today, this kind of thing. Mm. And with that, I started to get out of the fear because I had to, to be able to do that. Do you see? Yes. Yes. So they were immersed in that energy that you were, you know, um, being, and then they could be out of fear. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then I just started uh, finding new interests. I started journaling. That's how I wrote Mm -hmm. that first book. Mm -hmm. And I started just creating a life on top of all the stuff that was going on. And Mm -hmm. it worked. I never, Mm -hmm. ever was so fearful that I felt I was ever going to have a nervous breakdown. And I learned the power we have. We have incredible power. And in this world of illusion, we can create whatever we want, whatever kind of life we want to have. And we don't realize that. So many times we are so pre-programmed. And then my magic started coming back. I started with the, you know, I did my, I always know about my gratitude. I'm always so grateful. And then I started to um, just do my meditation, get back into meditation. Although I never did formal meditation. Now I was starting with formal. I thought that was funny. And then <laughs> I thought meditation yeah. was funny. I thought it was funny. We all just sat there in the black. I know. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But I learned to love it, and I love journeying. That was something mm. new. And that's really what opened the door to my own soul. And that's what made me curious. I, I was getting my magic back. Cool things were happening. Magic of manifestation was coming really fast. Mm-hmm. And my clients say that happens too. It's something I don't know, but I. Um, but the thing is, I got very curious. I wanted to evolve more. I wanted, I wanted to be my soul. I thought, why couldn't I? I can hear it once in a while, mm-hmm. but why can't I live from it? Mm. And that set me on the journey. I wrote Hello Soul because um, that's my journey of all the different teachers and shamans and people I met on my way who all had something to say that, that helped me grow into um, hearing the voice of my soul until it, it's just all my thoughts. And what it does, it weakens the ego or the critical mind. Mm-hmm. You know, the ego has some good points, but the critical mind, what, what, what do people say nowadays? They have a new term for it. Toxins, the toxins of the mind, um, mm. the things that we've been told, the dogmas we've learned, the things that things can't be true, that, um, you know, just the rules, the rules of society. You, mm-hmm. you grow up, you get a job, and you get out there and work. Yep, that's the conditioning, right? Subconscious yeah. is just absorbing this information. It's <laughs> absorbing. Children. Respect your elders even though they know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So yep. These things, you, but there are more serious ones. There's little insipid ones. You know, I remember in the Catholic Church they were teaching that you honored the poor, but yet they, they praise the rich. I, you know, that was a, a thing that really? really... I don't remember that part. Yeah, oh my gosh. Yes, oh yes. Oh, meek are the poor. Meek are the poor. And we heard that constantly. And then I always noticed that 
they'd always, if somebody donated to the church, they were just highly honored. And I just oh. thought, now, isn't that interesting? And so we were taught things that aren't true, and yet we hold right. on to them. And right, and just I just wanted to interject here, and just for everyone listening in, we're not we're not criticizing or downing anybody's oh, no. religion or anything like no. that. You know, we're just experiencing our personal perceptions and experiences of it. And and uh, I was very churchy and religious growing up, uh, Elena, and <laughs> until my uh, first year of college, uh, and then second year of college, uh, university. My my uh, then you know became my husband. Uh, he was very scientific. He left brain bassist, and he says, "Do you know the atrocities the Catholic Church has done in history?" And I didn't know any history, really. I said, "I have no idea." And he told me, and I was so aghast at what I heard that I completely became an atheist. Uh, and then it wasn't oh, wow. until my, you know, wasn't until I got really sick and you know connected back with spirit in a completely different way. But then, you know, there were there were some real facts there that I couldn't deny. You know, yeah. um, in terms of, you know, and the I Vatican do. and the money and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And the wars and the control. And the wars, but I yep. have, crusades. Mm-hmm. As a person, I was in music. I taught music in colleges for a long time, universities. But I do say, um, and being in music, I also was in almost every single religion. And as I was in the religion, it was... Not so much the belief system. I found God, of course, in the music, always in the music. And in all the wonderful people I dealt with, Mm -hmm. the the guy in the choir who is always your thorn in the side, but it's only for fun, and you just enjoy it and tease him back. And, you know, (laughs) or the bell choir that figures out, you really don't know much about bells, but they're going to teach you. (laughs) (laughs) These wonderful people who were just beautiful and that's where i found god yeah and that and of course the music so every church has beautiful people it's just Mm -hmm. that the doc the dogmas are not always aligned to our best interests Mm -hmm. and so if you can you know anybody who's in religion they have a wonderful source to draw upon you just have to pick and choose don't lose don't lose all your mind Know that there are things that you can believe that that help you and, and understand that if you really don't feel it's right, it's not right. It doesn't mean you have to forsake the religion. It's like I told my boys, you can find God in your life. If you can find that source and you feel that connection, then that's for you. That's the mm-hmm. belief for you. So right. I went down. For me, it was, did not work very well because um, – I just, I don't know why. I just didn't, I always believed more than what they wanted me to believe. But that's my choice. But finding my way back to my soul was um, living from my soul. I still can go into any church. Now I have priests that come to me and say, how do you have what? (laughs) How do you have that? Well, that's fantastic to, to hear. I, I remember uh, one of uh, my parents' favorite uh, priests over the years, He uh, they make him move on, right, so they can't get too attached to any community. <laughs> but anyway, right, uh, we loved him. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't know him really well, but I met him. He loves superheroes, and so we had things in common. And so I got to meet him and break bread with him and everything like that. And uh, apparently before I came, my, my mom, being who she is, uh, was very open in saying, telling him that he's like, you know, my, da- my daughter, she heals demons. I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, you told him that, Mom, really? Right? And he turned to her, and he says, good. We need more people like that. See, Catholic priests. There are, no, there are, there are, it's so funny. And, in, and I do find in the Catholic religion, there are so many different areas, of, because that's what I grew up with, that are, you just, they're not all the same. It's really funny. No. And yeah. finding, I think it's so big that people have all found their own little sect of that religion. It's very interesting to me. And um, I say more power to them. If that's their pathway to God, that's where they need to be. Mm. And I think it's important. I do feel it's important to feel a source, whatever that may be, even in the science, whatever that may be for you. And, and um, 
Yeah, so how does, I mean, you know, I mean, living from one's soul sounds really great on paper, but what does that actually mean? Like, what does that look like in a daily life? Does it mean you go to the grocery store, I'm like, well, I'm living from my soul, and I'm going to grocery shop from my soul here. Like, what does it look like? Oh, well, living from your soul is not, okay, so living from your soul means you still exist on this planet. We are a spirit within a body. Let's, let's, let's think of that. We are. We are energy in a body. Right. If you want to say that, spirit and energy is the same thing. It's just a different name for the same exact thing. So it, the soul is not only something that is in you, it's also bigger than you. And it is connected to divinity. It is part of divinity. It's part of you and divinity. And, it's, um, and so when you start listening to the soul, and that is the biggest thing about living with the soul. Number one, it's gaining the strength to be who you truly are and mm. never finding fault with it. And, and allowing yourself to shine. And it's not from an ego place, though. It's not from a, um, or a toxic place or a vanity place. It is from heart. And it is an opening of just knowing, number one, I can never fail. I will never fall. I love that. I also know that everything that happens in my life has a higher reason. And I never need to fear it. And to always, and I hear, I hear spirit. Now, does that mean that my soul is telling me how to make every move every day. No, because guess what, folks? We have freedom of choice. And when we are living from our soul, it's the soul's guidance, the soul's guidance in ways. Um, I will actually tune in a lot of times. I will just say, are you here? And just see. And, and I will hear, I am here. I am here. And it centers me. Mm. And I know that when I have decisions, now that I have weakened that toxic mind, the toxic mind that says, oh, you can't really do that. You can't be connected to something like that. That's evil. Or, or something like, or you, you were always bossy. Stop that. Or whatever it may be. Whatever that, that fault that people saddled you with to get you under control. Just don't mm. listen to it. And instead, I just, the, the, the small voice of the soul has become my conscience. Mm. And does it take a lot of work? No, not really. What I do with people, um, I actually have a course that I do, and I've seen people go from zero to, all the way up to where they're connected. And it's very, it's, it's working through the chakras. When I wrote the book, Hello Soul, I was writing down all the lessons that I was learning, which is what I teach. Mm-hmm. And I, I saw it then. I didn't see it before because everybody was a different teacher. But everyone that I met was teaching me how to work through my chakras. And when I got through my chakras, cleaning out the the foundational chakras, opening up the heart chakra, and then opening up above, but you got to open up the heart first, and then and dispelling all the dogmas of the sacral, because that's because that's where we store all the dogmas. Yeah, getting rid of all those dogmas, but you don't do it by like, okay, I'm just going to get rid of them. You think it through. You kind of sit with them. The ones you want to keep, you can keep. The ones you don't think work for you, you get rid of. Mm. The ones that are holding you back, you get rid of. And it's all the way up. It's very, and and there is forgiving, but somehow the way that I was taught how to do it is actually a lot easier. It's a lot easier. And most of the time you're forgiving yourself more than anyone else. You know, mm-hmm. it's funny. No matter how bad someone hurts you, it always comes down to why did I put up with it? <laughs> so, you know, right. it's always that angle. And so in working with the forgiveness, because that guilt, that shame, that will not help you. That will be a block. So you just have to you work through it. And when you do that, then you are an open vessel mm-hmm. for soul to speak to you and for you to speak to soul, which also is divinity. 
Mm-hmm. So it's a wonderful way. Now, when I go to pick out bananas, do I feel like <laughs> I'm doing the soul thing? No, I want bananas, okay? <laughs> but if I'm healing or something and I'm guided to a certain herb, then I trust it because I was mm. guided to it, and that's my soul showing me. And I am more, I am so in tune to what I feel versus what I think that I can act on what I feel and trust it. Oh, that's neat. what's living my soul. Understand? Yeah, do, some people will say, well, that's intuition. So how is living from your soul? Well, intuition, intuition. Okay, the soul has, um, the soul is a funny mix. We, we hear it, um, if you listen, uh, Deepak Chopra had a quote about it, and um, um, Jesus or Yahshua, however, uh, had a quote about it. And he always said, when, you, when the man is not, neither a man and a woman is neither a woman, that is when you're unified. And what he's talking about is the spirit itself. And in the soul, we have a masculine and a feminine side, which I didn't know until <laughs> during my divorce I went to a psychic who, because um, I wanted to know what in the heck was going on. This is when the divorce started. And she came upstairs and looked at me and she goes, what did you do to yourself? And I looked at her like, what? She goes, you have your little girl so angry and crying, and you have the little boy stomping and walking away. What did you do? Wow. <laughs> and your I inner thought, children, not just inner child, right? Your inner children. <laughs> no, that's, yeah, that's and she was talking about the masculine and feminine part of my soul. Mm. And then Bob Proctor, believe it or not, taught me about the gifts of the feminine and the masculine. Because I asked him one time. He was actually very spiritual. He didn't teach it very often. But I knew him as a friend, too. And it, oh, he said, him. it has imagination, intuition, this is the feminine, um, inner knowing, um, nurturing, and actually the sexual. And the male is, the male side is the will. It's the strength. It's the strategic planning. It is bringing forth creation. That's why they work together from inner knowing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so intuition is one of our greatest gifts of our soul. Yes. And so, yes, you're using intuition and you're using imagination. You put them together mm. and that's what brings forth all your psychic gifts. That's what brings forth all your visions, which if you don't trust, you're really silly because it actually is. And that is what starts connecting you to your soul and then all the other stuff is just getting rid of anything in the past that gives you non-clarity like disbelief do you see mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now a lot of people are working on their egos so they're working on healing their ego uh you know getting rid of i don't think that's a good idea but anyway getting rid of their egos uh you know living from their higher self and like how does the ego play into all this oh listen i never don't concentrate what we concentrate on is what we get so if we are concentrating on this ego thing it's like being sick if you're sick you don't Mm -hmm. say okay i'm going to concentrate on being sick and i'm going to get rid of this you say i am healed I yep. am healed. And so if you're concentrating on the ego all the time, I never even thought about the ego until people started saying, well, what about the ego? So I talk about it, but I didn't think about it. <laughs> I was all about discovering something bigger than myself. Mm. And I felt the soul was and, that was, and I knew instinctively, or intuition, that my soul was actually uh, my connection to divinity. And I wanted to be open to that. I wanted to come from that. Now, <laughs> I will warn you, if you come from that, you will find that you are not going to be that antagonistic person. You are not going to be the one who is always going to um, uh, fight. You're going to have higher reasoning. You are going to be more, because when we fight, it always comes from an injured part in front in, in us. Right. All of a sudden, you're going to open up to higher understanding and compassion, like big time. And so even when you talk to your adversaries, you're going to find a ground that they never thought of. You're going to link the compassion with a higher perspective. 
And that's, I think that's an advantage. I think in a world right now with so much, really, I see so much hate and anger and distrust. To have that, I think that's what we need more now than anything mm. else. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's not, it didn't take me long to do this. It's not like it took me years by far. Um, it just, and, and it kind of happened just kind of, the teachers just came in and taught me. It's just, you know, I focused, that's what I wanted. And it sounds like you came. were really true to yourself, really primarily got, got back to being true to yourself like you were as a child um, and I, releasing all those things that other people said you should do. And it seems a very natural process that you had to live from your soul. I think it was in a lot of ways, but I think everyone can have that. It, it never has to be a labor. Um, mm. And especially the way I learned and I teach, I don't, I don't, I, I don't make it a l- hard labor because, gosh, who wants to do that? Who wants to do that, right? <laughs> yeah, a little bit more ego, please. Uh, yeah. Um. Oh my gosh, I don't want to do that. I'm not. I make things fun. I'm a Gemini. I do not want oh, to. <laughs> okay. Well, seeing how you, you know, helped your kids with all those games and fun things, that sounds great. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Yeah, we had a good time. Yeah, no, a lot of things. My kids have a lot of stories to share with people. <laughs> oh, man, that's, that's amazing. We did have fun. Yeah, so I want to make sure, Elena, people know where to uh, get a hold of you. We'll say this at the end as well. So ElenaChapman.com is the website. So A-L-E-N-A-C-H-A-P-M-A-N.com. Yeah. So ElenaChapman.com. Spells a little differently with that A-L. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, and oh gosh, take a look around. I do have a wonderful little subscription where we talk about um, insights twice a month on Zoom. And um, that's called mm-hmm. Chats with Elena. You know, people might like that. I think it's, it's fairly inexpensive too. So that's really fun. Yeah, that's great. And so what do you yeah. do with, with people? Do you work one-on-one, group sessions, classes? Like oh, what is it that you I do it do all. <laughs> I, I, I love, um, I have one-on-one, um, but I love teaching the classes. And um, mm. uh, I, I only offer, I offer two classes. One of them is spiritual healing, because a lot of people need that. And that's, you know, not, spiritual healing is healing the parts of our, um, self, okay, because everything that is what we have endured goes into our spirit. It goes into our aura and it goes into our soul. And so with that, if you heal that, which is really not that difficult in so many ways, not the way I do it, then all of a sudden um, you're free, mm. which is incredible. Yeah. But you're free. You're free of that heavy burden you've been carrying. And then I have a Living with Divine. That's the other course I teach. And then I do other things, like I do soul retrievals. Um, my clients, I, I actually ask my clients, because I decided, I wanted to know why, because I have some that stay with me five, six years. I'm just amazed. They're usually one-on-one. And right. they said, each one said, and I show them pathways that they didn't even know were pathways. They started to manifest right away. But here's the one that I found so interesting because I didn't realize I did it so often. And they said, and she clears out the toxicity from my life. Now, they're talking from their life. And I did discover one of my psychic, I work on the psychic plane. I am a mystic, a a channeler, a, um, oh, God, divination. I also do medium, of course, with all the lost souls that come to me. But I did learn that I can cast out that those those demons, those attachments, those you know those things that are hurting you in your life, and um, and then do the soul yeah, retrieval. Yeah, that's super helpful because you know it's one thing to have someone who is an expert coach, you know, like yourself, and another to also have that person be really you know familiar with and does it for fun and it's great for you know what I mean. To, to work with, yeah. uh, you know, to, you know, healing the demons and, and other energies. Because not everybody is comfortable with that. 
No, not everybody is. But I'll tell you, you know, some of these, you know, it doesn't even have to be a demon if some soul decides you're the bright light. Right, right, yes, yes. Why don't I want to be with her and I don't have to do the judgment thing, right? <laughs> right, Jack. I remember that one time I said to my husband, I said, you stink, and he smelled his underarm. He goes, I do, and I smelled him. I said, no, it's not you. And then I realized, oh, it's this drunk guy that's in the house right now at the kitchen table. Yeah. It was just like a long time ago. Like we yeah. have, Like we have you know, a clearing vortex around a house, so unless they need to talk to me, they, you know, they just go. But um, <laughs> but it was funny, yeah, yeah. you know, I was like, oh, it's a drunk guy here. He's like, it smells like booze. But they can make you sick. I've had people say, you know, they'd be fine, and then they get this attachment, and they start having pain here or there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Having yeah, I'm, I'm from, totally, yeah, yeah. I'm... Uh, my other life, I'm an expert entity clearer, so it's not my main focus right now, but it's just, you know, yeah. one of so the things you know. that we do. Mm-hmm. So I do that, mm-hmm. too. And that's that cool. because you don't, listen, we, we want to get our own soul together. We don't need to do right. somebody else's. <laughs> Most of the time, yes. Yeah, yeah. Usually there's some, some utility, but uh, yeah. They, uh, yeah, they have their own journey. Not You're not their journey. So... Yeah, I do help that too. But yeah, I, so it's a little bit of everything with all the different things that I do, and um, and that's I guess that's why they have success. But oh, I great. love people too. But like I said, it's a beautiful community on the chats, and that's a good way to start to get to mm. know, you know. And uh, and I and I I love people who are starting again. Um, you know, people who have done the done something in their life and they want to do something new and they just don't know what they want, and they're all curious. Mm-hmm, and when mm-hmm. you're curious, then the sky's the limit. Oh, yeah. Um, That's one of my favorite words. <laughs> I know. I know. I love it's that true. word. And that's when you open up to everything. And, that's, mm-hmm. and, and you see the sacredness in every moment mm-hmm. and in every, every, you know, in every little thing you do. And that, that's fun. That's living instead of just existing, you know. So, yes. Yeah, I love yes. what I do. I love it. Okay, yeah. so com. I'll spell that out for everyone again. A-L-E-N-A-C-H-A-P-M-A-N.com. Check out Elena's offerings on the website. She also has a YouTube channel, Elena Chapman YouTube channel. Um, one of the questions, Elena, that comes up, uh, as far as soul, come, uh, I just thought of it, is... Um, there's one camp, well, I shouldn't say one or two camps, but there's, I'll just call it that for now. So there's one camp yeah. that says your soul is pristine, it, it's always perfect, it's always this beautiful divine blueprint of perfection. Uh, and then there's another camp, and this is what I've experienced personally uh, in my healing you know, journey, if you will, is that the soul can be fragmented, uh, potentially, um, hence the soul retrieval. Uh, we do it a different way than the shamans do, but that, that there are parts of the souls that can be fragmented, uh, sometimes attached to other people and lost. Um, so which is it? <laughs> is it the soul is pristine and never, you know, uh, it can never be yeah. damaged? Yeah. Or is it the, oh yes, it can be fragmented? And are we talking about two different things here? <laughs> no. Um, it's really funny. I, it brings me back to a quote, which I have to say I, I contemplate a lot. And it's from Meister Eckhart, and he was 11th, 12th century mystic. And um, he always said that, okay, let me get this right here, that the, okay, the soul can become God, but God cannot become the soul. Now, I found, I, I think about, as I am eating my yogurt in the morning, I'm thinking about this. <laughs> I find this. <laughs> A very interesting quote, and I have been thinking for like two weeks now. I'm just trying to think, what is he talking about? What does he mean on a deeper mm. level? And what? And then how do I associate it with all my experiences? Do I agree with him? That is where I'm at. Do I agree with him or not? Mm. And there's that little girl who doesn't think everybody knows everything. But mm-hmm. here's the thing. I, I think I understand. And... It is, the soul is not pristine. That's why it, it is our part. And this is what was explained to me as a kid, too, by the angel. Our soul is the part that goes on a journey. Yes, the soul is part of source, God, whatever you want to call that energy, mm-hmm. that life energy. 
And so it is part of that. It is connected to that. But it's also like it can become part of that, but that does not become our journey. Here is what I was told as when I, the angel came to tell me that I was doing this for souls. The reason why it's so important that we go through our whole journey and we make the mistakes that we're making and we gain that so-called karma, good or bad, is it elevates the whole life force. Mm -hmm. Our journey actually elevates the whole life of God in everything. It's so important. And so in that way, we are part of God. I'll use that as the term. You can put whatever you want in there. But the soul itself is, is also something that is our own. And it does go through many lives. Um, I'm not saying everybody has to believe that. That's what I believe. I do believe I've lived many, many times. And um, I was just driving down in uh, Tennessee and Georgia, and I'm on these roads, and I'm just traveling. Now, I've never been there before in my life, especially Georgia, that southern part of Georgia, country. And I, um, I just felt this weird feeling, like, oh, my gosh, I'm home. And I, why uh-huh. would I be home? I know nothing about Georgia, right? Yeah. Well, it turns out I've lived there. Isn't that cool? So you, this is how you know these things. It feels like you've been there before. That deja vu feeling isn't so deja vu. It's actually there. <laughs> right. There well, and other people yeah. have reported they, they come to a place they've never been to like you, right? And a friend of mine, I won't say who because he's pretty famous, um, you know, uh, had, had gone to uh, a place in Hong Kong. And uh, for the first time in this lifetime. And, but he knew, he, if we went to the top of this mountain, he knew what the house looked like. He knew it was inside the house. So he actually asked, can I go inside the house? And it was exactly how he remembered. And so he's like, I must have had another life here. See? And mm-hmm. so with that, with the different lives we live, our lives are connected by themes. Our lives are, you know, it's not just aimless, weird you know, I live now and then I'm born again and it's totally different. There are, there are times in our lives, like there, sometimes, like this life for me was a complete um, cleansing of a life that I had in, in like the 1800s. And so you find that your lives are a journey to evolve the soul. Yes, and that's, that's really how I see it. Out. Yeah, it right. really is. Yep. And then with every time you come, which I love coming down. I know a lot of people say, I'll never come down again. Well, I probably <laughs> will. And when, when I do, you know, the thing is, you, you just you evolve all of source because you are part mm-hmm. of it. Yep, and that's, that's kind of- exactly the messages that I got as well, uh, personally, I should say. And, cool. and it just it like made so that. much sense to me. Um, you know, I, I like to tell people that we are like uh, facets of a, an ending diamond, you know, this beautiful diamond, and each of us is a facet of the diamond. We're connected to all, right? But we can't really see all yeah. perspectives yeah. Uh, at the same time. And, and yet, uh, or some people say, the, you know, their, their metaphor is a, a drop in the ocean. Um, oh, that's, God being that's the ocean. A, you know, and when my, my brother died in 2021, and he was, mm. he was horrible. He just kept banging my drum. He just was horrible. And I finally wanted him, I, I got him ready to finally go to the light. And I was asking for the light to be open. And, and I said, somebody has to meet him because he's going to be trouble. Please. And, and Michael said, no, you're the one he trusts. You need to take him. Mm. And I said, I was scared to, to tell you the truth, really, if you want to know this, because I, I thought, oh, God, I'm going to get there. I'm not going to want to come back. And, um, and Joan, my guide, said, I will hold the cord, but you need to take him because he's not going to go with anyone wow. else. So I walked him, and I'll tell you, I felt the light before because I asked one time, so that's mm-hmm. magnificent. The feeling you get is um, it is 
It's like every single muscle in your body, everything, everything is just loose. You, there's no strain. There is no strife. There is nothing. And you feel this incredible freedom. Mm. And you feel so much love. Yes. So much love. And it's this wonderful light, beautiful love. Anyway, so I was walking him. But when I got to the destination, um, all I saw was incredible whiteness. And, and this is everyone's higher consciousness. You've got to understand that. So it's what your consciousness will allow you to see, too. And I saw this white, 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 like a big, giant white cloud. And then as soon as we stepped forward, that it broke apart into millions and millions of pieces. And they were all souls. And they were all coming to welcome him in. Mm. And I, it was really beautiful. Absolutely oh. beautiful. But I understood the life force. And I also understood the division. And how each one is its own, own being. I, I found that really interesting. And then uh, the cord was tugged and I had to go back. But mm. I, I thought... That was a phenomenal. So, yeah, the, the drop in the ocean, but the drop also comes out of the ocean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. I like to say fractals, you know, because <laughs> um, we're all part of that one holographic being, if yeah. you will. The one, yeah. we're this little tiny piece, but one, you know, like this is the butterfly effect, right? Like one person raises their consciousness or shifts. Uh, in a way, it affects all of us. Uh, all of us. Yeah, yeah. All which is of really us neat. And all of life. And it actually, really your your story reminds me of uh, Anita Morjani's uh, "Dying to Be Me." Are you familiar with that oh, yeah. book? Yes, yes, yes. 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 I just met oh, her last week um, at a conference. Beautiful, beautiful speaker and beautiful person. So um, that love that she talked about uh, was uh, oh, very important. It's everything. And that's why I say when you start living from your soul, of course you're going to have that because that is everything. It truly mm. is. And um, it's, it's a very interesting, it's a, it's a cool place to be. It, it, it affords you to actually see more. It affords you to understand other people more. You understand where they're coming from. You can feel their fear, and you just want to ease it. Mm. You don't want to attack. You want to ease it. Right? Right. And then, and then the, I love that part where you talked about it earlier, over and over again, about the fear. Just it's gone. Yeah, you know, yeah, like fear. it's just that that underlying anxiety that so many people have the day in and day out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're afraid of dying, they're afraid of losing things, oh they're my. afraid of breaking up with their family, they're afraid of so many things. And unfortunately, there are others, other fractals of us, if I may, uh, that are taking advantage of this fear uh, for yeah. their own personal gain in this particular instance. And it, it, yeah. if anything, it's really pushing us to evolve ourselves. It is. And I think, you know, I think uh, we're in a time in life where we're being faced with all that for a reason mm -hmm. yeah and I think right now right now is the time to just say wait a minute I'm bigger than this I'm bigger than this I I'm I do not have I am a spirit and I am not a body mm -hmm. and and I am bigger than this and I am surrounded by love and it's hard to say when you don't know but that's when your curiosity should kick in so that you can start to discover. And I think we owe it to ourselves. To feel limited is a waste of a life. It really is. We're not here to feel limited. We really aren't. We're here to conquer what trauma or what karma we have in our past lives. I think this is the time that we really are. It's time for us to get all that done with mm -hmm. yeah it's a, a great I, time of transformation and transmutation we have so much it really, right. is. it really is and I think it's good for people to step up and it doesn't have to be a trauma or a work I don't like right. that I never right. think anything 
work. I used to love work. homework, but that's because I'm weird. Uh, now we call it home play. <laughs> so there's play. There's play in there. That's right. You put that play in there. Yes, That'll get yes. me. I don't yeah, know if you're a Harry home. Potter fan, but I'm. I would be the Hermione Granger. Oh, Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Well, I would be the Hermione Granger. Kind of annoying to people at the beginning, right? Oh, um, that, yeah. A beautiful soul, but they're just uh, somebody that just loves mastery. Yes. And they love learning, yeah. right? She's like, I what do you mean I... exams are canceled? <laughs> <laughs> I was not Hermione. I always was a good student, but I didn't find I, – I had my subjects I love. Let's put it that way. But it wasn't everything. <laughs> right. No, no, no. I didn't love everything. I, I was just good at everything. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah, no, no. Was, chemistry was not my deal. So, but everything else seems all right. But yeah, I'll have <laughs> okay. fun. But yes. it is, it is, it is a journey, but it's a fun journey. And I think we owe it to ourselves to live the very best life that we can. Yes. And we can't do that if we're burdened down, especially with things, especially with that fear, especially with those limiting beliefs about ourselves and our ability to function in this world and what we can do. I think we owe it to ourselves to conquer these things. You know, and it's never too late. Never That's too right. late. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm always amazed and, in, and just inspired, you know, by all the people that I meet and see that, you know, they're various different ages. But uh, so many of my tribe are in their, you know, 60s, 70s, and even some in their 80s just working it and, and evolving. Yeah. And they're in these classes and, yeah. and changing. And I'm like, wow, that's so cool. Yeah, that's what I'm finding, too. Yeah. I'm finding that the new, I mean, I don't know, the people in their 50s and 60s um, and 40s too, late 40s, all that area, I'm seeing that they are far from, well, they were always doers, and now they don't do. And But they're saying, wait a minute, I have some questions. This didn't jive for me here, and I don't understand mm-hmm. this. And I want, I want to really, I was just talking to someone this morning. She worked in corporate America. She was really, really good for all her life. Now, all of a sudden, she's not. And she came to me, and um, she actually came to a workshop, and what she's saying is, don't I have to do something? Right, right. Yep, yep. I said, you don't have to do anything. I said, this is this is the time for you to discover. I said, look at what, what Spirit's bringing into your life. You've got to open up to this. And from that, you'll get these little nudges of something fun to do, and before you know it, you are doing. Mm-hmm. But it's not that putting the head to the, what do they call that? Putting the head to the or, or something. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, some third one that means it's hard. Nose it's to the grindstone, there we go. And it's grind, that's it, thank you. And I, um, it's more that it's just you want to do it. Yes, and you're inspired, inspired action. It's natural. It's it's it doesn't action. feel like work at all. It's not work at all. And that's when you know it's right. Mm-hmm. And that's when you know it's from your heart and your soul. And she said, you're so right. And she, you know, and they're looking. They want to yes. know. Beautiful. They want to yeah. It's hard how they lived, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because a lot of times, and I could be completely wrong, but my perception in the past was always look to the, the young people, right? And, and they're, they're like, yeah. they're like um, movers and shakers and, you know, breaking the um, ideas of the old, you know, the old paradigm. Yeah. And what I'm seeing right now is not the young people necessarily, but it's these people yeah. that are in their 50s, 60s, and sometimes 70s you know, that are really going, whoa, 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 wait a second. We know how we grew up. We know what our values were or are. And uh, whatever is going on right now is not okay by us. Just because it's well, normal. Protesting in the 60s, though. <laughs> that is true. That is, that is true. That is true. Um, yeah, and some, some of the young people, because they so are in love with technology, um, there's, it's, it's an avenue for, may I say, brainwashing. Uh, I mean, there's good brainwashing and then not so good brainwashing. So where I'm talking about not so good brainwashing part, and they just think everything's great. You know, technology's great, and we should just adopt everything. You know, it's brand new and awesome and AI and let me get an implant and you know. Um, 
So, yeah, but the older folks are like, well, no, 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 wait, 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 slow down, slow down. Yeah. They're not so attached. But they are, are, they are young now. I'm watching because I have, well, my boys are 22, uh, 23, and then 20, and then uh, 18, just turning okay. 18 next month. So, and my youngest is a computer nerd. I mean, he total, but he's also an artist. And <laughs> um, he really is a writer that I, I just can't believe his writing. His poetry, uh, the, the, what that child sees just blows my mind. But the thing is, I find that um, the computer he loves, but he puts it in perspective. And, and he's also an activist. Uh, wow. Very much so. And he sees that he had one of his friends who has, um, is, is changing into a woman, and it was his best friend. And it has opened his eyes to mm. and all his group, his whole group. They just feel that this whole masculine, feminine thing has screwed things up for people. Mm. Well, in some ways, you know, not so much being it, but the definition of it and what it what it's supposed to be, like the woman's supposed to stay home and the man's supposed to do that kind of nonsense. That everyone is equal and they are their own spirit and their own being, and that they should be just happy to live and be who they are. And he's really on a bent about that. And it doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter about anything. You are a being. You have a right. And that's what his whole class is about. Mm. So. I see the little rebels in it, even though we think they're just on the computer. But, <laughs> yeah, but, well, and it's, it, yeah, it's it's just fascinating, just you know, the different things, and and there, you know, there are other uh, energies out there that want to take that pure intention and twist it around. Unfortunately, well, we are like we that. are in we are in uh, an interesting time of energy we yeah. really are having a um it's it's not so much um i don't I, I don't think it means i think there's just a lot of fear and it's fear that was fed to them that they believe fear is always fed to you in some way some form mm-hmm. and you always have the choice to either question it which is what you should do Mm-hmm. Don't believe just because that person says they are who they are. Question it. And if it's going to put you in a fear base, because fear is the opposite of love. Right. And there's many spectrums. Where in the spectrum do you want to lie? We have people in total fear that, there's, that they'll hurt others because of their fear, this non-existent fear. And that's usually what it is. And that's what we have to see. It is an illusion. Mm-hmm. It's an illusion. And we have people who are on the side of the illusion making it a fearful place because that's what they see. Yeah. You have to be the person who questions and says, is it really like that or can we all live in peace? Right. Can we give each other a chance? Can we grow this in a way, in this world, in a little bit different way where we value everyone and we don't have to put people down? Can we actually let people be who they're supposed to be in this life to complete their soul mission? Right, who they really are. Who they really are. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's that's a tough one for my dad. (laughs) (laughs) He's not very happy with me right now. Well, um, well, there you go. Yeah. It really is. It's really, and I'll tell you, once you start seeing other people's fear, you'll start seeing your own. Mm. And then you can just say, wait, I don't want this. Right. You know? Not what I choose. Yeah. Yeah. I want to choose. And you guess what? You have that opportunity. (laughs) You have freedom of choice. I love it. I love it. I am a, I call myself a freedom champion. (laughs) Yeah. Freedom advocate and freedom champion. Freedom champion. Uh, Dr. Karen, thank you so much for this. This was really fun talking to you. Yeah, it was super fun, Elena. Thank you so much. Again, everyone listening in, it's elenachapman.com. Check out what Elena has to offer. Uh, Elena, thank you so much for being here today. Really appreciate you, the work that you do. Uh, There's, you know, we're just so grateful all these light warriors out there. Bless you. Yeah. Isn't it wonderful? Yeah. It is. And 
all your wonderful folks out there. I'm so glad that they're listening, and I just hope they just continue to grow and connect and be happy. Just be happy. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, yes. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for listening in. Lots of love, everybody. Bye for now. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.